Hello, this is Walnut Grove Baptist Church's podcast. We are in Carthage, Texas, and that is in Panola County. Our pastor is Reverend David P. Mitchell, and our Sunday school teacher, our Bible study teacher, is Deacon Glenn Wade. But thank you so much for joining us, and you'll be joining this uh, current episode that's in progress. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, we adore you, we appreciate it. We ask that you will bless this uh, Bible study on tonight. We ask that you bless the teacher, bless the student, let us be receptive unto your word. Let us get an understanding of your word that will apply to our daily life. We ask in the name of Jesus, you bless the sick, share the end of the read family. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, Deke. Uh, consequences of giving challenging advice. In this lesson, if if you've been watching the news the last few days, you notice that Liz Cheney spoke out and told what I think is the truth about the elections, and 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 she proclaimed what the Republican Party needs to do to to. Uh, face up to the truth and she exposed some lies that, that, that uh, is probably being said among the, the party. But she said some things that, that offended uh, party leaders and, 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 and especially ex-President Trump. And for her rea- uh, statements, she's been voted out of the majority leadership uh, of the House of Representatives, and so you see how telling the what I think is the truth. You know, depending on who you are, you might think it ain't the truth if you're a Republican and a Trump supporter. But what I think is the truth, uh, she has been uh, relieved of her, her authority and 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 uh, punished for what she said. And that's basically what happened to Jeremiah. Jeremiah, the the Babylonian Empire, is is sitting at the gates of Jerusalem, and God has told him that they're going to be taken captive and carried off to Babylon. And Jeremiah has has uh, talked against warned against Babylon. And when he talked against that, some of the uh, princes of Jerusalem got together uh, and and, uh, decided that Jeremiah was a traitor. And so they took Jeremiah and uh, uh, put him in a dungeon. And the prince of, uh, and uh, Jonathan the priest had a dungeon and they put him in and then fed him very little, if anything. And they put him in a a dungeon of the prison, and it was a dirty, unsanitary place. And I said he was a prisoner there, usually was given very little food, and he eventually died. And Jeremiah remained in that that house of uh, Jonathan Dunyon for uh, quite a long period of time. But Jeremiah was God's chosen uh, prophet 
and God moved on uh, Zedekiah. Now Zedekiah is a the, the king of Judah, and he is a devil-minded person. He'll tell you one thing, and then he'll in, in one minute, and he'll change his mind in, in the next few minutes. Uh, he did not stop the, the his princes from taking Jeremiah and putting him in prison. He could have stopped it, but he didn't. So he is one that, that moves on, on whims, and, and, and he really is not a, a very strong leader. He's very impulsive. Uh, he changes his mind with the wind. He's, uh, he's just not a great leader. And we find that many times that God puts some people in positions as not great leaders in an effort to show that uh, we need him more than we think we do. Uh, Isaiah talked about that because Israel refused to hearken unto the Lord, that he would give them some weak leaders. And he, and this is one of them. This evening lesson talks about how uh, God is going to use Jeremiah to deal with Jedekiah. So it opens up by saying, then Jedekiah the, the king sent and took Jeremiah the prophet unto him and to the third entrance that is in the house of the Lord. And the Lord said unto Jeremiah, I will ask thee a thing, had nothing from me. So what has happened is uh, there's a secret meeting between Jeremiah and the king that take place in the palace. And uh, the king has, has sought Jeremiah because he really doesn't have a, a clue on how he's gonna handle the situation. So scripture says, then Jeremiah the king sent and took Jeremiah the prophet unto him in the third entry that is in the house of the Lord. So God has opened a door uh, and, and let him know that this king is in a desperate situation. Now there's no cabinet members or any other people in this in this meeting, only uh, Jedekiah and Jeremiah. But it's not by accident. But it's because God has given his word only to Jeremiah. Then Zedekiah the king sent and took Jeremiah the prophet unto him in the third interrupted house. The action of the king indicates that uh, he doesn't want anybody else to know and that he's in a desperate situation. And the king said unto Jeremiah, I will ask thee a thing. So he's a, he's, he's, seeking uh, the assistance of Jeremiah. And, and what he does is he's opened a door for Jeremiah, the prophet. Uh, God has given Jeremiah a way to fight uh, against what is happening to him. God always opened a door for his for his servants. And the king says, and hide nothing from me. And Jedekiah is asking for the truth. But he is not wanting to hear what is not favorable to him. Uh, I, I remember when, when we were talking about the coronavirus, many times the doctors was telling uh, uh, ex-President Trump what was going on and, uh, with this virus, and he didn't want to hear it because it, it hurt the economy. So sometimes when people uh, are in, in position of leadership, they don't want to hear what is the truth. 
But God can only send his prophet to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And that old saying, uh, don't kill a messenger, uh, uh, kill a message. As many times it's associated with this. Jeremiah is letting them know that I'm just saying what thus says the Lord. So Jeremiah uses this to seek favor from Zedekiah. Then Jeremiah says unto Zedekiah, If I declare it unto thee, will thou not surely put me to death? And if I give thee counsel, will thou hearken unto me? So Jeremiah has been treated real bad and, and thrown in the dungeon for doing just what Zedekiah is asking him to do. When he says to him, uh, uh, if I declare unto thee, will thou surely put me to death? In other words, if I tell you the truth, is it going to come back and, and cause me to be uh, put to death for just telling you what you asked of me? Because I don't agree with what you're saying. And then he says, if I give thee counsel, will thou hearken unto me? In other words, if I, get, if I tell you these things with, that, that thus said the Lord, are you going to listen to them and react to them? Are you just going to hear it and, and, and then push it aside because it doesn't give favor unto you? So he's telling him, I can give you what does says the Lord, but you're not going to be, uh, you're not going to accept it because you, <laughs> you don't want to hear what I have to say. And that's why it was in, 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 in uh, the dungeon to begin with, because he spoke unfavorable uh, uh, comments about what was really going on. But not Zedekiah is in a desperate situation. So he gives a favorable promise. So Zedekiah, the king, swore secretly unto Jeremiah, saying, As the Lord liveth that made us this soul, I will put I will not put thee to death, neither will I give thee unto the hands of these men that seek their lives. So he's appealing to uh, the common sense of man often yields favorable returns. So the king wants to know what was in store for the city and himself. And so he agrees to the term that Jeremiah is is negotiating. So Zedekiah the king swore secretly uh, to Jeremiah saying, as the Lord liveth, it made us this soul, I would not put thee to death. So he swore not to put Jeremiah to death. Now this is nothing written down, but because he swore in the name of the Lord, God is going to hold him accountable uh, for what he uh, said in secret. And we have to realize that whatever we said, whether it be in secret or in public, is it, binding. Our word ought to be binding. When we swear to something, we ought to really mean it. We ought not say it if we don't mean it, whether somebody can hear it or not. And he furthest, and it says, neither will I give thee into the hands of the men that seek thee. In other words, see, when, when in, in, in the first part of this chapter, uh, when Jeremiah is saying these threatening things about what's going to happen to Jerusalem, uh, uh, Zedekiah, prince uh, under him, has decided to put Jeremiah in prison, and the king didn't do nothing about it. So it's important that the second part says, neither will I give thee into the hands of these men that seek their lives. In other words, not only will I not have you killed, 
but I'm not going to put you in the hands of the ones that want to kill you either. So he, Jeremiah has negotiated a uh, reasonable settlement to the situation. In other words, Jer- Jeremiah has got some of the things that he wanted. Verse 17 says, Then said Jeremiah unto Zedekiah, Thus said the Lord, the Lord of hosts, the Lord of Israel, If thou wilt surely go forth unto the king of Babylon, princess, then thy soul shall live, and this city shall not be burned with fire, and thou shalt live in thy house. Now, Jeremiah is convinced that the king will honor his word. Jeremiah proceeds to give uh, the king, the word of the Lord. Jeremiah does not speak the words, uh, his words, but rather he speaks the word that the Lords have given him. So he starts talking about saying, thus said the Lord. Nothing is said that originated in Jeremiah. As the prophet of God, he is under divine order to communicate only that which is from the Lord. Uh, it teaches us that if we are servants of God, we have no right to say anything that is outside of what the Lord has given us to say. We can't start saying our own things or we're out of the will of God. And it makes us a false prophet subject to the judgment of God. So we have to say what thus says the Lord. And not only the Lord, but it is the God of hosts, the God of Israel. In the scripture, Jeremiah gives the king leave no room or doubt of the source of the prophecy. The God of hosts speaks of God over the armies of heaven and armies of the earth. In other words, this is the only God, the God of Israel, that liveth. He is no other God or freakman of man's imagination. He is the one and only true God. Uh, he's, uh, Jeremiah is God's only mouthpiece, God's servant. And he can only say what God has instructed him to say. So he's going to give him the, the, the information that he needs. If thou will surely go forth unto the king of Babylon, princess, then thou shalt live in this city, shall not be burnt with fire, and thou shalt live in thine house. So what he's telling him now is, now if you do what thus says the Lord, there is a way out of this thing. Surely you're going to be taken captive. But what he's telling them to do is they can't defeat the Babylonian earth. Israelis are not good enough warriors to do it. But that's not the reason they can't defeat them. They're they not good enough warriors to do it. That's one of the things. But the most important thing is they can't defeat God. God has commanded that they are going to be taken into captivity. And since God has commanded it, there's nothing they can do about it. To try to fight is useless. Uh, so God says to, uh, to them, surrender to the, to the Babylonian general. But it's the right thing to do. And this would avoid the people in the city being destroyed. All you have to do is surrender unto them, and, and I'll take care of you. Because you're going into captivity, but I'm going to bring you back. And that shows you God's mercy. And that... Uh, yeah, you're going to have to suffer for, for, for the wrong you've done because you you strayed away from God all these years. It's, 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 we don't see that in today's lesson, but uh, a lot of what they're talking about when they go into captivity is because for years they have strayed away from God. 
commandment said they have no other God before them. But they have went and started worshiping all of God. And God gave them opportunity after opportunity to, to stop. But they did not. And because they did not stop, this is the consequences of what's going to happen to them. But if thou will not go forth to the king, uh, uh, go forth to the king of Babylon princes, then shall this city be given unto the hands of the uh, Claudian, and they shall burn it, and thou shalt not escape out of their hand. So God is warning them, warning them that uh, the king uh, is a sure way to encounter defeat, destruction of the city, capture. And of his wives and his children is to disobey him. God gives us a fair warning many times about what is in store for us. But if thou will not go forth to the king of Babylon, here we see that God will not force us to do anything, but he gives us a choice. We are, uh, the human race, the man has given, has always has given a choice. He can respond to what God has told him to do. Uh, many times you, you read in scripture that it says, I have blessings and I have curses. Choose you this day which one you're going to accept. Will you go the right way and serve God, or will you go the other way and and and, and uh, serve the other guy, serve Satan? So he gives us choices. Uh, and, and we, as human beings, have the right. Will you accept salvation, or will you, will you go to that other place? Uh, and then he lets them know what the consequences of, of, of their choices is. Then shall this city be given unto the hands of the Claudians, and they shall burn it with fire, and thou shalt not escape. The consequences uh, are caused by man, and we might say that it's in God's hand, but no, it's in the, it's in the king's hand. He has the choice to make. Uh, um, many times we ask the question, why God has let certain things happen. It's not God. It's the consequences that we make. It's the choices that we make. Uh, we chose uh, this wrong leadership. We chose uh, so many things in life. We made the decisions. And because we made these decisions, now we got to live with them. And so God has let him know that if you make the right decision, even though you're going into captivity, I'm going to protect you. I'm going to look out for you. But you uh, has the right choice. Now, you can fight if you want to, but you're only going to cause certain people to get killed, and you're going to cause the uh, uh, destruction of Jerusalem. Of course, Jehoiakim has his own mind, and he's going to make the decision he want to make. And that shall not escape out of their hand. The decision of the king will not allow him to come out of this situation unmarked. And so God, he's going to suffer. Uh, loss of freedom, the company of his wife and children, many things will be uh, suffered because of the decisions he made. But Zedekiah is such a uh, selfish person, he's, he's still worried about what himself. So Zedekiah, the king, said unto Jeremiah, I'm afraid of the Jews that are falling into the uh, at least they deliver me unto their hand and they mark me. In other words, instead of him worrying about confessing the wrong he's done and, 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 get, and trying to get some uh, peace with God, instead of him worrying about that, 
He's worried about what the outcome is going to be because some of these people that have already surrendered uh, to the Babylonians, uh, he's afraid that the, he could, they going to, if he surrendered to them, they might give him over to, uh, give him over to those people. And he's treated them bad. And so his own conscience is messing with him. He's, uh, the, the king fears the consequences and is worried on him that the, how he's inflicted uh, the inhabitants of the city. Uh, many of Jerusalem had surrendered. And now the king thinks that if he surrendered to them, that he would turn him over to the Jews and they would treat him the way he treated them. In other words, his own conscience is messing with him. So uh, Zedekiah said unto Jeremiah, I'm afraid of the Jews that have fallen to the uh, Claudians. In other words, I'm, I'm afraid of that. And then he says, least they deliver me into their hands and they mark me. Uh, all, like I say, his, all the memories uh, that he did uh, to other people, because he let some things happen to other people that, that, that now he's a friend. Might come back on him. So he don't want that to happen. That, that shoe is on the other foot now. He's worried about uh, uh, himself because he mistreated other people. So Jeremiah pleased to the king. But Jeremiah said, they shall not deliver thee. Obey, I beseech thee, the voice of the Lord, which I spoke unto thee. So it shall be well unto thee, and thy soul shall live. Jeremiah here is attempting to let the king know that, uh, uh, console him, let him know that it's going to be all right. Uh, all you got to do is we'll do what thus says the Lord. Have your faith in God. And if you have faith in God, he's already said he'll make a way for you. It won't it won't take away everything that you've done, but he will you will at least uh make a way. Uh, uh, so he's he's giving it, letting him know you ain't got the word. Uh it's the right thing to do because God has set it up for you. Obey I beseech you, the voice of the Lord, which I've spoken to you. There's a solution to the problem. Uh, but it's the solution is always found in the righteousness of God. Uh, so many times there's a way out of so uh, situation, but we don't want to do what thus says the Lord. We want to find out our own solution. We want to make it where it, 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 even though we're not doing God's will, we're doing our will and it's still going to work out right. But God is saying, no, if you don't do what I tell you to do, this is not going to be good for you. But if thou dost refuse to go forth, this is the word that the, the Lord has showed me. So God has showed Jeremiah in a vision that you know, what's going to happen. God has uh, has always, especially in the Old Testament, he's warned us of impending danger. Uh, God, uh, uh, but he does offer us a way out. But if thou refuse to go forth, this is the word of the Lord. It showed me. Jeremiah wants the king to know the full story. It teaches us that God has the power to bless us or to curse us. Uh, but it's really up to us of which one we're going to choose. Um, and verse 22 says, And behold, all the women that are left in the city of the house shall be brought forth to the king. 
uh, of Babylon princes. And these women shall say, their friends have set thee on and have prevailed against thee. Thy feet are sunk in mirror and they turn away back. God's word to the king by rejecting his word uh, is letting him know that it's going to be some devastating stuff if you don't do what as I told you. And behold, all the women are left in the king of Judah's house shall be bought forth and the king of Babylon princes. The women will be taken from the king and given to the Babylonians. And so uh, that's going to be the first one of the first things that's going to happen. And then it says, and these women shall said, thy friends have set thee on and have prevailed against thee. The women were going to say, in other words, is that the, uh, what has happened, your friends done misled you, king. And now we in bad, bad trouble. And their feet are sunk in the mirror, and they turn away back. What is happening is that you're in you're in more or less quicksand, and they assure you that uh, uh, there's no way out because you would not heal unto the word of the God. Verse twenty-two says, and they shall bring out all their wives and their children to the clergy, and they shall take not escape out of their hands but shall be taken to the hands of the king of Babylon, and they shall cause this city to be burnt with fire. The, the conclusion of God's prophecy is made clear by the prophet of God. Jeremiah says these are the things that will happen when the army of the Chaldeans uh, come in and take power over you. And they're going to do it because God has contained it. Once God has put it in motion, it is, is going to happen. And no, no power on earth is going to change that. So they shall bring out all their wives and children to the, of the cutting. The king will lose his wife and children during this siege. All this could be avoided if he would just listen to the prophet of God and follow God's plan of surrender. God has made a way out of no way. He made a way for him to surrender unto the, uh, the Babylonians. And have a peaceful way out of it. But he refuses to do this. And we we read in one of the other prophets. That he that one of the other prophets. I already prophesied that uh, Zedekiah would not see uh, Babylon. And the reason he's not going to see Babylon. Is because the prophet had, had, had prophesied that. And Zedekiah does not do as he's supposed to do. And he's captured by Nebuchadnezzar, and his eyes are, are blotted out. So he does not see it. And he goes to Babylon, but he can't see it because he doesn't have any eyes, and he dies down there. So all the prophecy that, that if God prophet prophesizes something, it's going to happen. And so uh, you need to heal to it. And it says, and that shall not escape out of their hand, out of their hands, but shall be taken by the hands of the king of Babylon. The king of the land of Judah will be taken captive in Jerusalem and carried into the land of Babylon. He will live, uh, but his life will not be filled with the freedom that he could have had if he listened to God. And I shall call this city to be burnt with fire. There is a clear message here. To all, it is there is some horrific consequences of refusing to uh, 
do what God has commanded us to do. That here teaches us that we're going to be held accountable for our wrong decision. Uh, we go, we're going to see that only by doing what God has asked us to do uh, will we be able uh, to have the course in life that, that gives us the protection that we need. God will help us to stand for him, even when the outcome may be not be favorable for us. It's better to suffer with God than to live lavishly without God. God would that all his chosen people be willing to stand on his word without any guarantee of a harmless outcome in this life. Even if we have some bad things that happen in this life, we we know that there's a better life on the other side. So we're not going to lose by sticking with God. Uh, comments from anybody? That's the essence of what I had for tonight. Great lesson. Thank you. We thank you, Deacon uh, Wade, very uh, inspiring. In this lesson, we learned that there's consequences of our action, and, and we got to realize no matter what we do uh, in life, consequences, if you got a conscience, it will bother you. And, you got to realize challenges uh, will come and things will come up on you, but you got to still trust and believe in God. Anybody else? Anybody? Somebody? Mm -hmm. All right, Chris. All right. Thank you all for uh, tuning in on tonight. And we uh, we ask that you would uh, continue to pray for it does. Any announcement or anything that may draw to our attention, uh, we, we ask that you would uh, continue to pray for our children as a climax in, uh, of the, all these tests uh, this week. And I know they have been tiresome because I know I have, but let's pray for our, our children and our staff that they get enough sleep and some more rest. I think tomorrow will be. In conclusion of the matter, uh, any announcement, anyone else have anything? I ask that you pray for everybody. We want to thank all of you for being online tonight and ask that you share with us on Sunday morning at the 10 o'clock hour. Amen. 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 All right. There's nothing else drawing to our attention. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We love you. Appreciate you again. We thank you for the teachers. Thank you for the students. 
uh, we ask that you bless the word and let me uh, meditate and dial deep down in our soul that we may uh, be a better person and we may apply it to our daily life. Now may the grace of God speak to me of the Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with hence now and forevermore. Shall we all say, Amen. 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 Love all of you. Read Thank you for listening to this episode of the Walnut Grove Baptist Church Podcast. If you feel led to do so, you can leave a gift at bit.ly slash walnutgrovegiving. Thank you so much, and we'll see you in the next episode.